Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Today is January 27th, 2022, and our first story, a leaked video shows a federal contractor admitting the Biden administration has betrayed the American people by secretly trafficking illegal immigrants across the country. In our next story, Dan Bongino has been banned from YouTube and censorship is getting worse. In our last story, trans women are furious that a facial recognition software is being used to get them banned from a female-only social media app. Now, if you like this show, give us a good review and leave us five stars. Share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. The government is betraying the American people. A statement made by a federal contractor who is seen in leaked video smuggling illegal immigrants across the United States to confused local police officers who have no idea what's happening or why. Now, this story is challenging, confusing. We know so little, but we do know enough. Now, the New York Post and the Daily Mail are reporting that these are illegal immigrants. But for some reason, many other outlets like Fox News are just saying migrants. Now, I will be I will I will say right away. We're trying to get to the bottom of this at TimCast.com. We've got some journalists working on this. And there is a big difference between migrants getting on planes and the U.S. government transporting illegal immigrants across the U.S. If I were to make an assessment, just outright, the New York Post and the Daily Mail are reporting this as illegal immigrants. I just want to make sure I'm careful and being as honest as I can in the assessment. But I think it's fair to say a reasonable person would conclude These are illegal immigrants. They're entering undocumented. So call these people whatever you want. Some of them happen to be underage. We have other stories, similar stories, where underage migrants were being trafficked into other states. This is in line with that story. Now, one lawmaker in Tennessee wants to transport these people to Biden's home state of Delaware, hoping that by doing so would wake people up to what's happening in this country. Now to the main story. The story, in fact, is from August, and we have a similar story from May. It was reported that planes were flying in to Westchester, New York, carrying illegal immigrants who were then being shuffled away in secret. We now have video, and the video is worse than we probably thought. At the time when this story broke, I had questions. Why is it that local police are assisting in the trafficking of illegal immigrants throughout the United States? We now know 
that it's not just the police. It's federal contractors. It's DHS. It's the army. It's bus drivers. And the funny thing is, you can hear them on camera. They know what they're doing. They know what they are doing and they don't care. So I will say this right now. People may be scared to say it. They may be they may fear the establishment smearing them and lying about them. But let me just stress, as reported by the New York Post, when they say under the cover of darkness every night, the federal government is transporting illegal immigrants as fast as they can away from the border on secret charter flights into unsuspecting communities around the country. Not the only story reporting this. If this is true, the army, the contractors, these individuals, they are trafficking children and illegal immigrants into this country. They are engaged in human trafficking. Probably not the first time the U.S. has done this. I'm sure many of you can cite many other stories. Things like this have happened. But these individuals, these officers, these contractors, I believe should be criminally charged. Following orders, just doing my job is no excuse for engaging in human trafficking. And they're doing it. And they seem to acknowledge they're doing it in this leaked video. I got to tell you, it is absolutely some of the most insane stuff I've ever seen or heard. And then you add this to these other stories we have about ICE agents doing the same thing. We've got Joe Biden presiding over some of the biggest uh, in, in, in influx of uh, illegal immigrants into the United States. And we have New York allowing non-citizens to vote. So you've heard it before, you'll hear it again, but if you're not paying attention to this stuff, you probably have no idea the United States is being gutted, eviscerated, and fractured outright. Let's talk about this. Let's get into the news. Before we do, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to help support our work, to support these videos, to support our journalism. As a member, you get an ad-free experience, and you also will get access to exclusive segments from the TimCast IRL podcast. And despite what you may have heard, we are not operating off of ad revenue. Almost all of the money that we use to actually make this enterprise function comes from memberships, from you going to TimCast.com and saying directly, I will support this. And as the censorship only gets worse, this will become the most important avenue for supporting the work we do. Dan Bongino, just banned permanently off of YouTube. Direct support is greatly appreciated. But don't forget to smash the like button, subscribe to this channel, share this video right now with anyone you can, and let's read the news. We have this opinion piece from Miranda Devine over at the New York Post. Betraying the American people leaked video reveals Joe Biden's hush-hush migrant invasion. I am sick of them saying migrant. Someone who legally migrates here is a migrant. I respect that. I like it. Bring on more legal migrants. Put in your headlines the distinction when the right starts entertaining the language of the left and conflating illegal immigration with legal migration, it changes the entire story. The Daily Mail says leaked video shows illegal migrants landing at Westchester Airport on secret charter flights, one of dozens carried out on the orders of the Biden administration. Quote, the government is betraying the American people. Get your facts straight. When I saw this story, I see it at TimCast.com. And the headline says, Migrant Charter Flights. My response is, who cares? 
I don't care if people who legally legally migrate to this country charter a plane or get government assistance and they're transported somewhere. I don't care. It's still a story, mind you, that the government would be allowing people to legally enter the country, putting them on planes and sending people places. But it's actually not a bad story, to be completely honest. If people are coming here legally, they're filling out the paperwork and the government says, yes, welcome to America. Thank you for filling out the paperwork. We know a great place for you to live, work and thrive and then say right this way, sir, we don't want you all just flooding Texas cities. So we're going to send you to New York where you can live and thrive. That's fine. That's good. When I went to Sweden, many people said that the, the problem of crime in Sweden was due to the influx of refugees. They were wrong. Much of the crime was due to the second generation Somali refugees from the 90s. Their children did not fit in with the establishment culture, with the mainstream culture and society. And the reason was because when these refugees came in, the government just placed them all in one place. They said, here you go. Everybody can move here. And then they failed to integrate properly. So these these children who were of Somali descent but born in Sweden were Swedish citizens but they were called immigrants or migrants by the people of Sweden. Sweden ultimately said, hey, we got an idea. When the refugees and migrants come into Sweden, let's place them. Let's have them come in, fill out the paperwork and say, here's the best place for you. And it starts working because you bring people into a community. You say, here's where you can live and work. And then integration happens. This means the neighbors can welcome the migrants and the refugees. They can work together. They can create a real culture together. That's fantastic. So if that's what's happening, it's not all bad. But when it's illegal immigrants being brought in under the cover of darkness in secret, and then they're allowing people who are not citizens to vote in places like New York City, and these people are coming to Westchester where they're very close, well, then we've got a very serious problem. This country is being destroyed by its own presidential administration. Joe Biden should be impeached. Miranda Devine for the New York Post writes, while Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi go all out to protect Ukraine's national sovereignty. At the same time, they are orchestrating a clandestine invasion of America across the southern border. Two million illegal immigrants from dozens of countries crossed over from Mexico last year. And the Biden administration is facilitating the cartel's people smuggling operation at taxpayer expense. Under the cover of darkness, every night, the federal government is transporting illegal migrants as fast as they can away from the border on secret charter flights into unsuspecting communities around the country. Officials have lied and obstructed the few journalists who have tried to reveal the truth. This is nothing short of a betrayal of the American people. And that's not just me saying it. Those are exactly the words of one of the federal government contractors employed to transport migrants from the southern border to the airport in White Plains. The government is betraying the American people, the contractor told a Westchester County police officer, in a conversation that was recorded on the cop's body cam on the tarmac of the county airport on August 13th, 2021. The men were standing beside a Boeing 737 flown in from Fort Bliss, Texas by iAero Airways under charter by the federal government. It's not just the government. These contractors, the people flying the plane. I tell you, man, if I was in the DOJ, if I was in the federal government, I would I would I would arrest these people throughout the footage. Police Sergeant Michael Hamborski expressed frustration that local police have been given no information about the flights arriving after curfew at the airport in breach of security protocols. I am done with these people. 
Sergeant Michael Hamborski needs to be arrested and criminally charged. Maybe a little bold, but I am sick of this. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. If you are watching in violation of airport security, human traffickers bringing people in and you go, oh, whatever, I won't check their IDs. At the very least, fire the guy. He should be he should he should be a key witness. He should be subpoenaed. There should be a criminal investigation. If these planes are coming in after curfew in violation of the law, arrest these people. Arrest the pilots, arrest the contractors, fire Sergeant Michael Hamborski for violating security protocols. He should not be on the job. He should have approached that. I mean, this is absolutely insane. How does he even know these people are working with the government? He's stupid. He didn't take their IDs. They said, we can't show you. We can't show you our faces. He went, okay. For all we know, these are cartels. And he didn't do his job. No sympathy for these people. You're in a secure facility here. We really don't know anything, and we're in charge of security, he tells one of the federal contractors. This is anti-all-our-security stuff, puzzled and confused as he allows criminals to enter the plane after curfew and doesn't question them. It's amazing, isn't it? The iAero flight that so puzzled Hamborski that night was one of the almost nightly charter flights that began shuffling, shuttling migrants into suburban Westchester Airport after curfew from places like McAllen, El Paso, and Houston, beginning as far back as August. The flight stopped only after the Post revealed their existence in late October. Have any of these criminals been held to account or criminally charged? As far as I can tell, no. The body camera footage shows Hamborski courteously but persistently questioning a dozen federal contractors who are bustling around the tarmac overseeing migrants disembarking. Okay, let me give you a scenario. A police officer is sitting in a bank. And a guy walks in wearing a mask and he says, officer, we're with, we're, we're with the federal government. We're contracting here. We need to get all this money out now. And the cop goes, uh, I'm going to need your ID. I can't show you my ID. We're not allowed to. It's hush, hush. No one can know we're doing this. And the cop goes, OK, right this way, sir. Let me give you all the money. Yeah, we'd probably say that person's an accomplice. And we'd be like, uh, that cop just aided the people robbing it. I don't believe him. He's in on it. Hamborski ascertains the plane arrived at 1148 p.m. with 142 migrants on board. Is it illegal immigrants, New York Post, or are they legal migrants? Answer the question. Stop playing games. I'll say it again. If it turns out that the Daily Mail and the New York Post are wrong, 
when they say illegal immigrants, then my anger is with them and not the individuals who are coming in. I will say, however, after curfew with no IDs and violation of security protocols, I'm still pissed about that. But if these are legal individuals who are just getting charter flights, I really don't care. But the New York Post, they want you, just like the the far left, to conflate legal migrants with illegal immigrants. In fact, in this instance, they're going the other direction. They want you to think that all legal migrants are illegal immigrants. And I find that absolutely disgusting because we need to know. On board were 12 chaperones, employees of MVM Inc., a controversial private security firm or a human smuggling operation that was a major contractor for the CIA and the NSA in in Iraq and which last year signed a $136 million contract with the federal government to transport illegal immigrants and unaccompanied children on the country. So stop saying migrant. Stop saying it. I can give you my state ID replies, one man, but work IDs were not allowed to. And Borsky tells the contractors, I'm just trying to figure out what's what, who's who, and how I'm supposed to keep this secure. Hamborski, you're a moron. You are a pathetic moron. You let criminals come in without IDs. You let people come in without verifying everything. And you stood there saying, I guess I don't need their IDs. You could have blocked them from getting off the plane. You could have said no one is getting off this plane. You are unauthorized to land. This is past curfew. And security protocol says you do not enter. What if these guys were terrorists? What if they are themselves cartel members? What if they're not migrants? What if they're cartel members? And you're just like, Derp, I don't know. Come on in, I guess. You know what, man? I, 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 I just... How could the average person have any faith in our system when people are this dumb? Sergeant Michael Hamborski, this stupid. There's no security. There's none. This country is being gutted. The contractors start giving them the lanyards around their necks. One says we're not allowed to have our picture taken when we're on base. Uneffing believable, Hamborski replies. And who's that by? DHS security? Yes, and the U.S. Army. You're on a federal installation, but DHS wants everything on the down low. You could have quit. You could have said, I won't allow this. You could have said, until someone higher up comes in and confirms this, you could have said, I don't care. I don't care who claims to represent this. I don't care if it's not right. You say no. Just doing my job is not an excuse for aiding and abetting a trafficking operation. Hamborski asks another contractor why they come to a small airport like Westchester. You don't want to be somewhere be in somewhere the spotlight is, is the reply. You want to try and be as down low as possible. A lot of this is just down low stuff that we don't tell people because what we, what we don't want to do is attract attention. We don't want the media. We don't even know where we're going when they tell us. Another contractor tells him, Borsky, listen, my thing is I'd like to comply, but technically we're not supposed to show IDs or anything. Like I said, everything is supposed to be hush hush. Hamborski replies with good natured, but mounting exasperation. And if you don't, I could just not let you out. I don't care if it's military or not. We got to know who people are. Uh, The way the TSA works is we're supposed to have a certain designated number of passengers for each chaperone. Well, there's 60 kids out here. And here's two guys, two, two migrants grab their bags out here. And next thing you know, we could be playing tag all night. I have to take my shoes off when I get on a plane. These guys are grabbing their bags and getting on buses. That's right. When you want to fly, got to have your ID, take your shoes off. Get groped by some TSA agent to feel you up to make sure you don't, you're not armed. Not these people. 
This Sergeant Hamborski just said, ah, but when I have to go to a plane, whatever, I guess. Amazing. Amazing. There's a, there's a story. This dude didn't wear a mask and uh, everybody got mad at him. So he put an NYPD hat on, didn't wear a mask, and no one said a word. It's amazing how that works, isn't it? It's absolutely amazing. One of the bus drivers waiting for his migrant passengers. Do you mean illegal immigrant passengers, New York Post? To board, tells him Borsky has no idea of his destination. They didn't tell you where you're going. They never do. Hamborski learns from one of the MVM contractors that Delaware and Virginia are two destinations. Well, there you go, Delaware, Joe Biden's home state. You're trying to figure out what this is, asked one of the bus drivers. Good luck with that. Hamborski replies, you're on a secure facility here and we don't really know anything and we're in charge of security, hence why we're having a problem. The driver says, yeah, I used to pick up basketball teams that have more security. 100% agrees Hamborski. We still don't know really what's happening, how they're getting here. Meanwhile, in the background, migrants can be seen picking up identical bags, blah, blah, blah. We're a family-owned business, explains one driver, blah, blah, blah. Later in the body cam recording, a contractor tells Hamborski, I get the whole secrecy and all that-ish, but this is even above my effing pay grade. The F, you know what I mean? Hamborski replies, and why? You know why? The contractor replies, you know why. Look who's in office. That's why. Come on. Hamborski says, but what's the big secret? contractor says, you know why? Because if this gets out, the government is betraying the American people. He knows. Everyone knows the Americans don't want their country to be invaded by millions of illegal migrants, hence the secrecy and lies from the Biden administration. Okay. They know. The contractor knows that uh, he's involved in an operation put on by the government that is betraying the American people. This contractor should be arrested charged and put in prison. And the officer who heard this, who heard a man say to his face that they, these people, were betraying the American people. And this officer was just like, well, you know, that's how it is. This officer should should be fired. You know, I think it's, I, I, you know, I said earlier, arrested and charged, aiding and abetting, perhaps. But at the very least, if he didn't know what was going on, and he was just too stupid. I don't want to imprison someone just for being dumb, but he should certainly be fired. He should lose his pension. He should be shamed and disgraced. The man told you to your face. The operation right there was a betrayal of the American people. He violated security and you went, oh, well. Oh, well. Where is your upholding the Constitution? Look at this. The New York Post. Biden secretly flying underage migrants into New York in dead of night. Fox News footage shows mass release of single adult migrants into U.S. More than 178,840 migrants encountered in December. ICE agents forced to coordinate travel for illegal immigrants, some with criminal records source. It just goes on. Tennessee lawmakers alarmed by reports White House secretly flying migrant children into the state. These people enter legally. I don't care. In fact, that's what should happen. You see the difference? If a migrant child comes to the border, comes to, and to a checkpoint, walks, waits in line, hands out their paperwork, and they say, okay, everything looks in order. Thank you. Welcome to the United States. Come on in. Now, we don't want you wandering through the desert. So what we're going to do is we're going to actually send you to a, a particular location where we think you can do better. They then contact that state and say, you know, we have a program set up with you guys to relocate migrants who have entered this country legally. And the state says, yep, you got it. Come on down. That's not what's happening. 
What's happening is illegal immigrants are crossing the border. And instead of being told you can't just come in this way, they're being told, don't worry, we will send you on a secret charter flight in the dead of night to one of many locations. And then over in New York, you know what they're doing? Non-citizens right to vote becomes law in New York City. Sit back, my friends, and watch as your country is ripped to shreds, is gutted and destroyed. And that's what's happening. And it's what's happening because I think the people who run the United States are uh, power hungry. They don't, they don't think nationally. They don't care about the United States. Now, I'm not, a, I'm not a staunch nationalist, to be completely honest. I don't sit here and be like, America, above all else. No, no. But I do think that in order to have a functioning global court system or trade system, you have to respect communities and their sovereign borders. My view is, you know, rather down the middle. We should be working on international trade agreements, international uh, law enforcement agreements, and we should make sure that law enforcement is handled internally by our law enforcement under our laws. We should make sure that we have trade laws that protect our workers, and then we can have certain trade agreements internationally and be a part of the international community. That means when people come here, we need to know who they are and what they're doing because we have values. Here's what's happening. There's a Superman. Remember, you know, you guys know Superman. He used to be all about truth, justice, and the American way. Now it's truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. And the reason why they changed it is they say, well, our stories are of a much more global focus. Well, it's cultural changes. People in the United States that want American empire, that want global U.S. dominance, they don't care about our constitution, our values. They care about power. They have a lot of it. And the vehicle by which they gain the power is the U.S. economy and the American citizen. They want more people and more power. They want to compete with China and Russia and other countries and defeat them. Values be damned. I'm concerned about China's growth and expansion, but I'm fine with China having their Chinese way in China. I'm not a fan of any of it, but far be it from me to go to China and tell them to live like Americans. The same is true for the Chinese Communist Party going to other countries. The same is true for America going to other countries like occupying Afghanistan. We can have a global system. And Afghanistan can live as Afghanistan wants. I don't care. The United States will live as the U.S. wants. Mexico and Canada can be as they want. And that works out really well. You know why? Because then if you, if you say to yourself, look, I want to own guns, even if there's gun violence, eh, you can move to America. If you say, I don't want to live in a place like this. I'd rather only the government have guns. Okay, well, then you can go to Canada or Europe. It's not only them who have guns. You know, there are certain circumstances where you can get them for sure. But you have an option to live according to your values. And that's why so many people want to move to the United States. When you gut and destroy this country for some global uh, world, you know, global empire, well, then you will not have a country. You won't have values. You will have collapse. You will have infighting. You will have chaos. And that's where we are headed. Non-citizens voting? Then what does it mean to be a citizen? You pay taxes. You have jury duty. But everyone else gets to say too? It's insane. These people, look, you, you could allow someone to come here take from the system and then just leave and vote? This is the biggest erosion of the vote we've ever seen. It used to be that you had to be a landowner to vote. And a lot of people say that's stupid and it makes no sense. It actually made sense for the time. Not completely, but uh, to, a, to a certain degree. We didn't have IDs. You didn't go to the, to the DMV to get your ID printed. You went and voted and they said, how do we know you're a member of this community and should be voting? Well, I own land here. In this community of several thousand people, we are all the people who own the land in and around the city. And so we're the ones who want to vote.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If someone shows up and just lives here, they could vote and hurt us and hurt our uh, 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 our rights. We don't know if they actually live here. Well, I don't necessarily think land owning is the is the end all be all, especially as we get into a place where there's a limited amount of land and land becomes too expensive and people start renting. Then we say, OK, well, if you live here for a certain amount of time, you can vote here. But you got to you got to get an ID to prove you live here. I'm fine with that. I'm not a big fan of government mandated IDs, but you know what? To a certain degree, I'm not an anarchist. I think IDs make sense. All right. Certain IDs. So then you go out, you get your ID, you prove you live there. Now you're voting for the laws and regulations of this place. There's still some risks there. You know, Andrew Yang talked about moving down to Georgia so he could vote. And they were like, be careful. That could be illegal. It's not hard to move somewhere, especially if you're rich. So then you have the next erosion, non-citizens. They show up. They say, I'm not a citizen of this country even. You know, I could leave back to my home country. I still get benefits from them. But I'm definitely going to vote to erode your laws so I can extract as much as possible. If there is no tie to the community, then your vote is in, is in your interest and no one else's. If you're someone who owns land in an area and someone says, we want to we wanna build a railroad or something. You'd say, I vote based on someone who actually has a stake in what happens here. Because my investment is not just my life and my residency, it's my inheritance, it's my property. So when they say we want to build a, a, you know, a coal plant, you might be like, I live here, I don't, want, I don't want all that stuff around where I live. Build it somewhere else. Now you have a voting system where non-citizens move in. And they say, we want to build a coal plant here. And you go, I don't care, I don't live here. I mean, I only live here temporarily. But I can go home if it gets bad. Yeah, go ahead and do it. And the people who live there are sitting there wondering why this happened, why the air is dirty, and why people keep voting against their interests. It's because people who are not citizens and barely residents are voting, and then they leave. And that's what we see. It's, it's sort of a political virus. A group of people traveling from location to location, voting for policies that destroy things, and then fleeing when it gets bad. California in the 80s was a Republican state. And that I believe it was 92, it became Democrat. Now it's wholly Democrat, and it's being gutted and destroyed. Two to one Democrat. And now people are fleeing California, and they're turning the areas they flee to blue, where they're going to vote for the same policies, gut and destroy them. I don't think the answer is only landowners can vote. That makes no sense. It maybe made sense a long time ago. But certainly the answer is not erode our elections erode our voting process, erode our communities by bringing in non-citizens who can leave at any moment. But that's exactly what they're doing. One solution from Tennessee is to relocate undocumented immigrants to Biden's hometown. A Tennessee lawmaker wants to send these uh, illegal immigrants who are being flown in to uh, the hometowns of Biden, Kamala Harris, Pelosi, and Schumer. Originally initiated by Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, the bill aims to move those in the country illegally to the hometowns of leaders responsible for our border crisis. Yeah. From the New York Post, Biden sets another record at the southern non-border. 
It's amazing. What was it? Two, two million. Two million people tracked in the first year. And those are just the ones we know about. Did you know that these people, uh, the illegal immigrants, you know they do vote in the election, right? And they don't vote in the sense that they show up to the, uh, to the voting booth and then stamp a ballot. But because we are not a country of a direct popular vote, congressional districts are apportioned based on population size, not citizenship size. So if illegal immigrants are all, you know, shuttled to a certain area, that area becomes bigger. The decennial, I believe the word is, uh, census happens. And they say, wow, we got a million people here. That's got to be, you know, 1.25 congressional districts. Just so happens this area is largely Democrat. Congressional districts get electoral votes. So by adding more people, citizen or not, they get more power in the federal government. They get more electoral votes. And then Colbert comes out and says, we are the majority. Are you now? The majority of what? Non-citizens who come to this country, who don't believe in our values, who don't recite the Pledge of Allegiance, who don't know the Constitution. There are a lot of legal immigrants who do, and I respect them, and I encourage them to come. In fact, any one of these people, come here legally. Because when you come here legally, we just ask you these questions. Like, do you want to be a part of the community? Do you want to help make this country great? And I will tell you this, I have infinitely more respect for even the illegal immigrants who travel thousands of miles chasing the American dream than the American leftist who seeks to burn this country down. But that's why we need the legal process. That's why we can't tolerate illegal immigration. We want every single person around the world who loves the idea of America to be here. Because if we brought all of those people, they'd say, hey, man, America is freedom. But they got to know why America is freedom. They got to know how to maintain that freedom, how to make it stronger and not be manipulated by those who seek to extract from them. But that's what's happening. Yeah, I'm worried about this country, man. Bad stuff's been going down. Now the Democrats want to disqualify their opponents. They want to bar Trump from being in office. There's a viral video going around of Trump saying he's going to be the 47th president. Maybe all of this stuff is going to lead to a massive surge of nationalist populism. And it could go in a dark direction if too many people are fed up, are fed up with this stuff, are sick of it. But I get it, man. I do. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. tonight over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out. And we'll see you all then. Dan Bongino, host of one of the biggest podcasts in the world, has been permanently banned from YouTube. They say that he posted COVID misinformation and then during his suspension period, tried to upload another video. And for that, they have nuked his channel entirely. Here's where it gets really interesting. Dan Bongino had 871,000 subscribers on his channel. He's moving to Rumble where he has... 2 million subscribers. Rumble is not nearly as big as YouTube, but when there's more people in Dan Bongino's audience on Rumble, the tides are a turning, my friends. Last night, we had Tom Fitton of Judicial Watch on Timcast IRL. And uh, it was an honor and a privilege to have uh, Tom from Judicial Watch. They do amazing work. Before the show started, uh, we were discussing what's the most important thing. We, we do this for every show. We're like, what do you think is the biggest thing, the biggest uh, story that we should be focused on, either for cultural or political reasons, or maybe even science or something? So you may have heard the news the other day that Neil Young, famous rock and roll musician, was threatening Spotify. Either you remove me or you remove Joe Rogan. Well, the news is obviously that they removed 
Neil Young. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard this. We talked about it last night. But the big story is that Neil Young's off. They're, they're pulling his music. They said it'll take some time, but that's it. No more Neil Young on Spotify. He got exactly what he wanted. So I was talking to uh, Tom and Seamus and Ian and Lydia. They're all on the show. And uh, we all discussed it. And it's like, well, look, Stephen Breyer is the big news. He's a Supreme Court justice. He's retiring. I mean, that's really big news, especially the ramifications and considerations that he may be only retiring because he's being pressured to by the far left. They're worried that if they lose control of the House and the Senate that uh, this coming November and then technically January, they won't be able to appoint a new justice. So apparently Stephen Breyer didn't even want to retire. But so here's the here's the point. I, I, I asked Tom, like, what do you think is more important? I mean, I feel like the most important thing is a Supreme Court justice retiring. That's huge news, right? But then this Neil Young thing might just be celebrity gossip. And we do talk about Joe Rogan quite a bit. But Tom said that something, something to the effect of there's nothing, there's no bigger story than the Great Suppression. Big tech trying to shut down and silence and end any and all conversations that they don't like. And I was like, wow, it's actually a really good point. And when you have celebrities, I mean, aging rockers like Neil Young still, I mean, he's famous. When you have people like that coming out and calling for and demanding the censorship and issuing these ultimatums, I mean, this is a huge component of the great suppression, as, as Tom called it. I think he's right. I think we can talk about a Supreme Court justice retiring, but it's kind of a passive story. I mean, I still covered it on my main channel, youtube.com slash Timcast, where I do, you know, stories that I think are the biggest for the day. And uh, on these, on this channel, it's typically more cultural or whatever. I don't know. I just make videos, huh? But uh, uh, yeah, Tom made a really, really good point. There, it, there, there is no conversation about the Supreme Court justice retiring and why if we are silenced. And so interesting as it is, I can try to be this noble figure that says, my friend, celebrity gossip, we do not. We talk about the Supreme Court. And then I thought about it and I said, how do we even have that conversation about history, about politics, when we are suspended, banned, purged, removed, and told we can't have these conversations? So when someone like Neil Young comes out and issues an ultimatum because they're trying to shut down the voice of one of the most prominent I guess individuals in the culture war, however you want to call it, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's not even that out there, which is really crazy. He just interviews people. But that's that's enough. They got to shut that down. I saw a post on Facebook where someone was like, you know, I, I love Neil Young. He's great. I, I stand by him. He made the right decision here. Good, good for him. And my response, I just comment because I troll. You know, that's what I do. I, I waste time trolling Facebook to troll on Facebook. And uh, I just posted, you know, I grew up listening to Neil Young being told about the protest movement, the Vietnam War protest, the importance of free speech. Thank our lucky stars. Neil has finally woken up and, and now understands why free speech is wrong, why we shouldn't be allowed to challenge government narratives. Maybe if we didn't have those pesky Vietnam protesters, we could have won and then perhaps invaded other Soviet satellites, ultimately occupying the Soviet Union outright. And then there would be no Trump presidency because Russia would be a vassal state of the, of the U.S. Is that what they really want? Oh, come on. I'm kidding. The point is that back during the Vietnam War era, they were very pro-free speech because they needed that free speech to challenge the Vietnam War. Of course, uh, civil rights as well and all that. But uh, now our fair weather friends like Neil Young are spitting and yelling, oh, don't you say anything mean about me? Well, as the joke goes, 
A liberty-loving man don't need him around anyhow. Well, let's get into the story about Dan Bongino being permanently banned from YouTube. And I might get in trouble for this video. I gotta be honest. Because uh, uh, Bongino revealed uh, uh, the name of someone who works at Google. And uh, I'm gonna, I gotta, I gotta, I'll throw a little criticism at Dan Bongino for this one. Because I know, I, 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 I know this person a little bit. Um, I've worked with them. I know a lot of people at Google, mind you. And I complain to them all the time. But I wouldn't, uh, let me just read the story and I'll explain to you. And, you know, the, the Google is probably going to get mad at me. But hey, look, Google, this is mainstream news. I do use Daily Mail a lot. I do. Um, because they, they, they actually show a lot of context. And when I, when I you know, uh, we should do a better job at TimCast.com and getting these stories up for sure. But we're growing. Um, but it's mainstream news, this, this Google employee. So Fox News host Dan Bongino was permanently banned. Bongino had originally received a week-long suspension on January 15th for sharing COVID-19 misinformation. But the right-wing commentator breached the suspension period when he says he tried to upload a video titled Why I'm Leaving YouTube. It's all just so ironic. Is it irony? Making a video explaining why you're leaving and getting banned for it. Yeah, welcome to the 21st century, my friends. YouTube reacted quickly by issuing a permanent ban. Bongino has since announced on Twitter he would be moving to Rumble, where his show's platform has more than 2 million subscribers. According to Bongino's website, it claimed Rumble is YouTube's pro-speech competitor and one Bongino has invested in. The 47-year-old suspension earlier this month reportedly stems from a video he had posted recently where he 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 states masks are useless for stopping the spread of the coronavirus. I gotta do it. I gotta say it. First, let me be completely clear and honest with all of you. YouTube has a rule. That says, if you question whether or not masks work, say they don't, you will get your video removed. You will get a strike on your channel. We have had guests on IRL who have repeatedly stated this, and then we have to uh, take the video down and we put it up on Rumble because uh, uh, YouTube doesn't allow for free speech. But I will say this. I just don't understand this narrative from the right. Masks do work. They are not the end-all be-all. They cannot stop viral particles or whatever, but they literally do slow or, or inhibit the transmission of illnesses. It's just the weirdest thing to me that the right has latched onto this. I'm not, I'm not going to pander to the right and just be like, and just, and just say these things. The, the reason why doctors, they, surgeons wear masks is because they're doing, when they're doing surgery, they don't want to spit on people. Sure, some people say, no, no, they just do. I'm like, I don't know, man. Look, when you're sick and you have a cold, you don't, and you might cough unexpectedly, or you might sneeze, or you have snot coming out. It just, even if it's one percent, I don't know. They, they say the percentage is like thirty percent reduction. You're not going to be spitting on people. I don't care if it's COVID or anything. Masks literally stop you from spitting on people. Why? Why do you think we cough into our elbow or into our hands? It's just the most insane thing. I'm not going to sit here and say that masks are the end all be all or anything like that. I'm just saying they tell you not to cough, right? Well, um, uh, you're standing outside and you start coughing wildly in, into the wind. People are going to be like, yo, cover your mouth. Well, that's what masks do. So, I mean, there's that funny video of Joe Biden pulling his mask down, coughing into his hand and putting his mask up. That I get. I still understand why the right is, 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 has chosen this hill to die on because I get it. I'll say it again. They're not the end all be all. It's not like, I got, what is the assumption that you put a mask on and all of a sudden COVID is gone? I don't know, man. But YouTube will ban you if you reject that. Now, I think that's a stupid policy. 
I think it's dumb. I think people should be allowed to have opinions. What, with, uh, YouTube's position right now is stupid people aren't allowed in the public conversation. And I'm not saying Dan Bongino or, any, or anybody who's arguing this is stupid. I'm, by all means, have your argument. Tell me I'm wrong. You're allowed to do it. Comment below. I'm saying YouTube's perspective is we're smarter than you. And if you disagree, we'll ban you. Well, you're, you know, YouTube, you're not smarter than us. That's just not reality. OK, you're regular people as well. A YouTube spokesperson declined to reveal what remarks specifically prompted Bongino's suspension. Bongino was also demonetized for at least 30 days. No, 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 no. They got that wrong. Bongino was was kicked out of the partner program outright, meaning no monetization at all. And he could wait 30 days and try to reapply. Reapplication can take years. YouTube also will not allow Bongino to create a new account and anything with his name in it will not be allowed either. Wait, 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 wait. What? Anything with his name in it? Are they going to get rid of this video? I think that this video might get me in trouble, but you know what, man? I've got my line. All right. I can sit here and be like, okay, YouTube, look, I understand the mask thing. But yo, I'm going to talk about the news. And that involves mentioning the name of a, a Google employee. And but we'll, I have no choice. I mean, it's in the public news. I, I honestly would not. I would prefer not to. But if, if, if it's the news, I have had YouTube take down my videos before. No guideline strikes or anything, just outright removed because we, it was a Veritas expose on people who worked, I think, for Pinterest. Newsworthy names. And YouTube decided they're not. So your video is gone. Well, we'll see what happens. Earlier this month, YouTube removed Bongino's channel from its partner program. YouTube implemented the rule in 2020 to prohibit content about COVID-19 that poses a serious risk of egregious harm. I want to point something out to all of you guys. When COVID was first starting, YouTube told us we could not monetize any content having to do with COVID. So when I was covering the outbreak in Wuhan, this big story, they were silencing us. And then all of a sudden, when it became the big story, they said, okay, fine, we've decided you can make this content. And I'm like, yo, we were right from day one, as has been the case. The establishment has been wrong. Now, I got to throw a little criticism here at, uh, uh, at Dan Bongino. Uh, I think Dan's a cool dude. Um, he's got, he's got he, he, you know, I think he does a good job. Prominent personality. I disagree with him on some things, as we do with most people, just to say it. But I got to criticize him for his response to a Coco over at Google. He writes, Dear Coco, nice to meet you. I was sent your email about YouTube suspension of my channel. If I said I was surprised, I'd be lying. We knew it was just a matter of time before the tyrannical, free speech hating, bullish, big tech ish hole you work for would try to silence us. I anxiously waited for this moment, however, as I've said on my show many times. Thankfully, I'm one of the investors in Rumble, a video platform that respects free speech. As a matter of fact, I have more than double the number of followers there than on your ish platform. So here's my deal to you. And there will be no negotiation. After your suspension, I will immediately post content questioning why masks have been totally ineffective in stopping this pandemic. I dare you to do something about it. Respectfully, kiss my A, Dan Bongino. All right. I know a lot of people at Google. I've hung out at Google's offices. I am told by uh, acquaintances and uh, I guess what's the appropriate word? Not, not, not like we're friends or anything with these people, but business contacts that uh there's actually a decent amount of people who work for Google who are fans of my content and even fans of Dan Bongino and Steven Crowder. Maybe not just enough or not in high enough positions. Those are the people that we need to be supporting. We want them to get to higher levels uh, in, 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 in the company to push back on wokeness and give as much support as possible to channels like mine, to channels like Dan's. 
Now, I understand it may be a lost cause for sure. I just I want to say this, Dan, uh, uh, Dan, you don't need to be cussing out Coco or 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 taking it out on a a, a partner rep or uh, I don't know if they say what, what, what job Coco has. Uh, you can you can criticize Google as a company and the higher ups and their policies and their policy team and all that stuff. And I have and I've had some choice words, but I always try to say this, you know, look. For the, the partner managers, there, there's, there's a handful that I've worked with. They've, uh, they've been remarkably helpful. And I'll tell you guys this. Uh, I, am fam- I, am, I, I, I know Coco. Uh, Coco has been very, very nice and extremely helpful in protecting the content that, uh, that I've produced and the shows I've done. Not that uh, it's perfect. Not that I'm happy with Google censorship. Not at all. I think it's really, really bad. And I'm glad to see Rumble taking off. My whole thing is just like, Yo, if you've got someone who's trying and maybe not as successful, not not as good. Look, if someone is helping you, but they're still losing the battle. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm still going to be like, thank you for your support thus far in trying to get things fixed for us. But not just Coco, but other people have intervened to help when the algorithm or when, when, when leftists are brigading and trying to get content censored. I've actually had interventions from some Google staff being like, okay, we're not going to let this one fly. That being said, Dan Bongino's suspension, in my opinion, is, is ridiculous. It's stupid. He should be allowed to have his opinion on, on, on whatever it is he wants. He's a prominent mainstream personality. My thing is just like, I don't know. I feel bad. I don't think you need to, you know, well, to be to be fair, you know, he's he's insulting Google for the most part. I'm just saying, you know, you don't got to say kiss my A to somebody who's like at least give I'll put it this way. Let me let me let me let me try and break this down. YouTube is a main battleground in the culture war. It's huge. Rumble is extremely important. I'm glad they exist. We do need more alternatives, but I'm glad there's a there's a platform that's growing. And Dan Bongino has more followers there. That's all good, good, good stuff. We still want to try and maintain the, the uh, position in this great battlefield in the culture war that is YouTube. We don't want to walk away from it. We don't want to burn bridges or, or tear it down, which is why it's bad that uh, uh, you know, Dan Bongino is being censored. So for the time being, and many people have said to me, like with Timcast IRL, because you know, we do the Timcast.com member segments, uh, because some conversations we can't have on YouTube. And it's also just our chance to be un- unfriendly, like un- not family friendly. We swear a lot and stuff like that. They said, Tim, stop ca- pay- ca- uh, catering to YouTube and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yo, anything that YouTube doesn't allow us to say, I will say on the members only segments, but it's not that much, but it is enough. You know, it is enough. It's bad. I would happily move to Rumble or whatever but for the time being, I think, I think it's extremely important that as billions of views hit YouTube every month, we try as much as possible to keep a bridge open, a door open on this platform. So, you know, with, with all due respect to Dan and to Coco, I just try to keep the peace a little bit. Coco is somebody who is, has assisted in getting content uncensored. So far from perfect, but don't blame the messenger. All right. 
That being said, I will say this. If you're choosing to work for these companies, I mean, you have to understand what they're doing and how bad it really is. And so it's a difficult position, right? Do we advocate for people at Google who like our content, who support our content and advocate for us? Do we want them to quit in principle? And then we have no advocates at YouTube anymore. And then YouTube just goes off the rails and implodes. It's tough. I don't have all the answers, man. I am not the arbiter of morality. I have strategy. I have tact. And I try my best. And so a lot of people say, Tim, you self-censor and you're giving in. Why don't you quit YouTube? Well, we do the speakeasy, right? This, this is how I view it. You've got Rumble. We can use these platforms to tell you this. So long as I'm on YouTube, many people, let me explain you guys. There are days where I'm uh, indisposed. Rarely, rarely. I work nonstop and, you know, I'm probably dying and I'll probably die early because of it because I work 16 hours. I get six hours of sleep and then I work nonstop and then I'm recording music and skating during the day and uh, uh, I don't know how I do it. But um, some, some days I won't be able to do Timcast IRL. For a variety of reasons, one day we had an abrupt cancellation, and so we just didn't have a show. And then I was like, let's just let's just not do the show. I don't want to, you know, it's, it's whatever. We'll take the day off. And we'll post in the community section, like, hey, guys, we're off tonight for this or that reason. And I'll still be inundated with messages of people saying, where'd you go? What happened? Why is the show not on the air? Like, even family members text me, be like, hey, no show tonight. And I'm like, yo, I tweeted about this. I posted about this. And people still didn't get the message. The idea that you can inform all of your followers of where or what, how, how something happened is not the case. It's just not that easy. So I say this. There's a, there's a great importance in me doing what I can to maintain the, the platform I have on YouTube. Dan Bongino is out. Many people probably came to YouTube this morning and said, where's Dan Bongino? Well, then they may have seen this video where I say, guys, he's on Rumble. And you can go to Rumble if you want to watch his content. I call this keeping the door open to the speakeasy. That's, that's how I view it. What we do on YouTube, we do the best to the best of our abilities to inform and make sure there's an opportunity for regular people who don't know about Rumble, who don't know about, say, Getter or Gab or these other platforms, to still see that open door or window where there's still someone. I'll, I'll put it this way. There's a big club and everyone's dancing, right? And then some guy comes out and he says, dancing is forbidden. And you're like, you can't tell us what to do. And he's like, security, remove anyone dancing. So everybody starts leaving saying, we don't want to be here anyway. But a ton of people are still there and showing up because they don't know what's going on. Lines out the door. All your friends are walking in. Here's what I say. Hey, guys, you go to the new club where you can dance. I'll, I'll stay here and let everybody know where the new club is. You see what I mean? So when the people walk in, like, hey, where's everybody? I'm still there going, hey, everybody, you know, went out to the other, the other club where you're still allowed to do dancing. We try to inform to the best of our abilities to fact check and make sure we're giving people real information. But YouTube has insane rules. YouTube's rules, in my opinion, actually promote misinformation completely. Uh, and that's because they're biased, completely biased. And, and, and that's creating a, a poisoned political landscape. It's destructive. So aside from, you know, still doing good work on this, you know, on the platform, it creates an opportunity to have that open pathway. So when we do content on TimCast.com, we can leverage the massive following, the massive audience of YouTube to make sure people can go to TimCast.com or go to Rumble and see Dan Bongino. But if we weren't here at all, I assure you our viewership would be substantially less and thus our ability to push back and reject the censorship and the manipulation would also be much less. I got to tell you, optimism here, guys. 
We are winning. Free speech is winning. I don't agree with Dan Bongino on masks. I don't. I, 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 I got to say, guys, I think it's absurd. I hear this from people. They're like, as soon as Fauci said not to wear masks, I, I decided to do it. And then as soon as he said to do it, I said I wouldn't. And I'm like, why? I don't, I don't base my decisions off of what Fauci does or doesn't do. I think he's a, he's a crackpot old moron, you know? But when this whole thing started, people were like, you should wear masks. People sent me masks. And I was like, good idea. Then when Fauci comes out and says, wear masks, I was like, it's about time, guy. It's about time you started telling people to wear masks. It can somewhat protect you, but not really. Like, don't, my understanding is this. Don't expect masks to, pr- to protect you from getting it. But if you have it and you're asymptomatic or you don't know, or if you're just sick in general, you wear a mask, you don't spit and cough on people. I just, I don't understand the rights. It's tribalism. It's purely tribalism. And, and, and rest assured, man, I am never going to pander. I don't do it. It is tribalism. All right. People keep commenting, like, stop pushing masks, Tim. I'm like, dude, the mandates? Hey, that's a policy question I'm no fan of. Government shouldn't mandate what stores can be doing. If you want someone to come without a mask, that's, that's, that's their business. And if somebody wants to go in and shop where there's no mask mandate, that's their business too. But it's just, you know, I just got to be rational and reasonable. But, but look, look, I can disagree with Dan Bongino, but I certainly will tell you he's on Rumble and you should, you should be on Rumble too. Rumble isn't the end all be all. There's BitChute, there's Odyssey, there's other platforms. Minds.com has video uh, as well. Gab has video. What we need though is community. And so Rumble really is building up a large user base. That's the most important piece of any platform. Now, the issue is Rumble is, is still rather homogenous in its, in its content. YouTube's got everything. It's got politics, it's got video games, it's got racing, it's got sports. Rumble needs that stuff too. So maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll make a skating show exclusively for Rumble. We'll just start producing content there. Um, because it's the right thing to do in building culture. In fact, you know what? That's a good idea. And I think we'll start doing it. We'll start doing skating edits. We'll do, uh, um, we've got bikes. We, we, uh, so I obviously skateboard. I also been rollerblading, uh, a bit more recently. Just, it's just a whole lot of fun getting air on, on roller, roller, roller blades. And I think there's an opportunity to build a culture, but, uh, also we want to get scooters. We have not, we have not yet got scooters. We, we do have BMXs. We want to get all of it going. And so with the new facility we're building, we're going to have that stuff. And maybe we'll do that for, for Rumble because building culture is important and, and, we, and we believe in that stuff. So uh, I don't think we'll make money off it, to be completely honest. But I'll tell you this. A, a business shouldn't just be out for profit. That's just my worldview. That's my view. I, I, I suppose that's what they do. My view is businesses should provide a service that help the community be rewarded for it. So for that, you know, we make a good amount of money here at TimCast.com. The business is a booming. And we invest a large portion of that, of that funding into doing right by the world, by, the, by our culture and society and our communities. So the nonprofits we're forming, the journalists we hire, we don't make money off our journalism. We don't. The more journalists we hire, the more money we lose. But I don't care because I don't, I don't know what I would do with the money anyway. You guys subscribe to TimCast.com because you want a better news product and that's what you will get every day. So when memberships come in, I say, we want to hire more people. We want to hire more journalists. The money that is sent to us is not to make my life better or to, make, to, to give us exorbitant salaries. It's so that we can have a better news organization so that we can produce better content. We can build culture. We can defend freedom. You know, I, I will tell you this. If someone came to me and said, Mr. Poole, I'd like to give you a million dollars for free just because you're amazing. You know, the first thing I would do is, I, well, I'd pay taxes on it, obviously, because that would be a substantial amount of taxes to pay. But I would just be like, okay, well, who can we hire and what good can we do? Honestly, 
If someone came to me and offered me a large sum of money, I'd say, put it into our uh, uh, new technology nonprofit where we're creating uncensorable social media tech. It's not easy to do. These things take years. It's called the On Foundation. We've got Ian and a bunch of people working on it. And the idea is to create a subscription service platform that you can never be banned from because it'll be your own space, your own servers and all of that. Maybe a little higher level for, for the average person. Maybe locals is easier for you. But for someone who wants to take 10 minutes to read the instructions, you will have your own version of Patreon of locals. No one could ever ban you except for your service partners, your financial service. You know, they could say we're, we're moving you get a new one. We want to make sure that people cannot be censored ever. And we've also got a fact checking nonprofit that we're organizing. This stuff takes time to organize, to file the paperwork, to get set up. But that's what I would do. I don't need a, a Ferrari. I don't need an infinity pool. I don't need any of that. Everything we're doing is just for the for the mission, for the plan to build. And then maybe, you know, in uh, what am I? I'm going to be 36 in a month. You get you get you get start getting old. You forget your age. huh? And then maybe in 35, 40 years, I'll be old and I'll be sitting in that chair and we'll hand the reins to somebody else. And hopefully they can carry on that mission of freedom, personal responsibility, individualism and all that good stuff. If I was given the opportunity to buy anything, if I had a genie and the genie said you can have anything you want, it would not be an infinity pool, a race car. It would not be, I mean, maybe superpowers, I guess. I'd like to fly for, you know, and be invincible and all that stuff. No, probably not. I got to be honest, probably not. I want cool stuff to happen. That's the mission, man. But thanks for supporting us. And, uh, and I will do my best to try and hold this, uh, this, 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 you know, our culture together. It's being ripped apart. I mean, what I mean by that is we cannot allow the segmentation. We can't allow a parallel economy. I suppose we have no choice at this point. And, you know, if, if, if people like Dan Bongino are being purged, then the only opportunity is that parallel economy. Then there we go. So, again, if you want to check out Dan Bongino, if you're wondering where he is, hopefully this video has, video has informed you. He's over at Rumble. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. Recently, Matt Walsh appeared on Dr. Phil arguing transgender ideology, arguing that a woman is an adult human female, and there were two non-binary individuals arguing against him. Matt Walsh asked them to define the word woman. They could not. Though they couldn't define the word, they deflected by saying, it's not my place to define the word. And thus, woman is simply a word that describes anyone who identifies as a woman, which is, I'm sorry to say, it just, I'm sorry, it doesn't make any sense. You can't use the definition of the word in the definition. Now, for most people and throughout American and human history, for, for at least as long as English has been around, the word woman has been used to refer to an adult human female. Now, initially it was, I believe it was wormen. A wormen was an adult human male and a whiffman was an adult human female. This is back in old Germanic. And eventually that evolved. The were or where in front of man dropped off and it just became man as a general reference to a male. And whiffman became woman, which was just a general reference to an adult human female. Now that we've cleared up some language components here, we have an interesting story, a couple. The first is that transgender women slam female-only social networking app Giggle for using facial recognition software that excludes them. But CEO doubles down and insists that it's not a place for men claiming to be women. No, I want to make sure this story is clear because it's a very deep-seated cultural issue that we have. 
The CEO has said, Giggle is an app for females. That means trans men are allowed on the platform. But the trans women community is viewing this more like an affirmation attempt. The way they see it is this facial recognition software. When you open the app, it takes a picture of your face. It'll then say, you're a male, you're a female. Now, of course, there can be false positives. There are some uh, females who are particularly masculine and they may get rejected. And there are some males who are particularly feminine. And they, may, may, they may get accepted. But some trans women are taking pictures and saying, this is it. You know, am I going to be accepted into this community? Because they want the computer to say, objectively, we view you as a female, not even a woman. The issue here is that the LGBT activists that are going after this software app and the CEO have changed what she said. The CEO says it's for females only. The LGBTQ activists say it's a woman only because they're conflating the two things. This shows us that we have we have very serious cultural problems that have nothing to do with transgender ideology, or I should say it has, well, to an extent, yes, it has nothing really to do with whether or not someone is trans, because there are certainly conservative trans people, Blair White, for instance. It has everything to do with tribe and valuing our neighbors. What I see from this story is that the activists that are trying to break into this app by trying to bypass their facial recognition, they're saying, we don't care about you. We don't care about your community. We don't care about your desires and what you want. We just want access. Don't keep us out. Well, the CEO is saying she's going to keep them out. It's not for women. It's for females. There's an interesting question here, though. First, let me ask you this. Whose side are you on? Do you support the female CEO saying it's not a place for men claiming to be women? Or do you support the transgender women saying that trans women are women, so they should be allowed in a female space? I find it interesting because I'm not so sure I agree with the idea of racially or gender segregated social media platforms. It's tough. Do we really want that? Well, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like the idea that there's an app only for, you know, black people. I wouldn't like the idea of an app only for white people, which I'm sure exists in some form, but certainly not on the Play Store on Apple. I don't like segregation, but of course the left does. So this is an interesting conundrum. The left will say that it's okay that gay men have Grindr. They'll say it's okay that, you know, black people have their own apps and that trans people have their own apps. But if you are a female, be it a trans man or a biological cis female, whatever, not allowed, not acceptable. The CEO makes an interesting point. The people who are trying to gain access are all teen boys who are complaining about this. How do they know? They can see the photos of them trying to gain access. When you sign up and it takes a picture of your face, they can see a bunch of teen boys trying to get in a female-only social media space. But it's an interesting question. So I'm, I'm, I'm drawing suspense a little bit for, on purpose to give you time to comment. Whose side are you on? Female-only spaces, no males need apply, or spaces that are inclusive for everybody? Which brings me to this other story, which is, is a bit con uh, uh, conflicting. Women-only gym areas violate discrimination law according to Connecticut Supreme Court ruling. Religious, LGBTQ, and civil rights groups all submitted briefs to the court regarding the case. They say outright, a space that says women-only is not allowed. In which case, under this ruling, should it expand around the U.S., Giggle wouldn't be able to operate here properly anyway. Now, I think they're based, they're based in Queensland, it's an Australian company. It wouldn't be able to operate here because in any capacity, this argument is moot. Trans women should get access to the space. 
Well, yeah, biological males should have as well because you can't discriminate on the basis of sex. An interesting question then, isn't it? Trans women only want it so that trans women can get access to the female app. The CEO wants it so only females, but it seems like at least if we're to operate in the US, the courts will probably rule you can't do that. Now, it's interesting. The CEO points out that Grindr, women aren't signing up for Grindr. They're not trying to get access to it because they realize it's for gay men. Why is it then that males are trying to get access to this platform? That's her point. Well, let's read a little bit about the story and see what's going on. And we'll and we'll ask these questions. But uh, the reason I asked you to comment on what your view is of who is correct is because I then want to show you that the courts have said you can't discriminate. So where do you stand now? Do you agree with the courts that there should not be women ladies night at bars where women get special discounts or women's only gyms where it's a gym? It's a facility that bars people of the of, of the male persuasion. They're not allowed not allowed in. Or a mobile app that says female only. Sorry, which side are you on? I actually, I, I think it's a hard question to be honest. I because then you got to ask yourself questions about bathrooms. Should there be a bathroom only for women? We have those. Interesting conundrum, isn't it? But let me know what you think. I don't have all the answers, right? So let's read. Giggle, a social network only for females, which launched in early 2020, has since been the subject of complaints from trans women who told The Verge that their requests to join have been denied by the app's facial recognition system because their features were not feminine enough. However, Giggle's CEO, Saul Grover, who is based in Queensland, has doubled down, claiming there is no space in the app for men claiming to be women. Grover, who does not believe trans women are female. No, no, hold, hold on, hold on. Trans women are not female. That is not to, to, to deride anybody or to insult anybody. Trans women are people who are born biologically male and then want to transition to identify as women. They want to identify as adult human females, but they're not female, which is why we say trans women. Now, certainly they should be afforded every right as everybody else that I understand. And it's not a statement about them as individuals. Just trying to point that out. You can't be female and and a trans woman if you were female and you transitioned to uh, to identify as a male, you'd be a trans man. The point of woman and man in those words is to say trans woman is someone identifying and presenting as female who is not biologically female. That's how the language works. Quote, the fact is women of color are on Giggle. Giggle is used by women of every race, religion and culture. The quality that Giggle users have in common is that they are female. And this here is the uh, Saul Grover, the CEO, a female. We can see this. They say uh, verification, feel secure knowing our biometric software only allows girls inside. I'm pretty sure uh, we, we've, we've talked about this app in the past. And there was a wave of dudes trying to see if the facial recognition actually worked. The AI Giggle uses uh, face recognition. Uh, uh, the AI Giggle uses for face recognition works by analyzing the bone struct- structure of its members, meaning that individuals with masculine features could be prevented from creating an account on the app. Allegations of transphobia surrounding Giggle first surfaced in, uh, surfaced in 2020. However, the story has emerged again after LGBTQ pu- publication Pink News approached Grover for comment on an article about the controversy. An unnamed freelance journalist, oh please, unnamed freelance, shut up. Grover replied saying, Giggle is a social networking app for females. Males are excluded from the user base. There is no other specific demographic that is excluded from the app other than males. Exclusionary. Saul Grover tweeted, this is the CEO. The only reason anyone is struggling to answer what is a woman 
is because men are claiming to be women. That's all. Take that away. And what is a woman remains as clear as it has always been. Nothing has changed. We're still just adult human females. Evolution hasn't tricked us. I am not obligated to adhere to gender identity, and it is no one's human right to force me. How do you define the word woman? Matt Walsh asked that question of some non-binary activists and Dr. Phil, and they could not give him an answer other than a circular answer. I think it's very easy. A woman is an adult human female. A man is an adult human male. A trans woman is an adult human, uh, is a male human who identifies and seeks to present or, or identifies as female despite not being biologically female. I mean, these are simple definitions, not meant to disrespect anybody, but there's a reason why we put the trans qualifier in front of woman. If woman doesn't mean biological female, then why would you need to use the word at all? If you can't define what a woman is, why would you need to use the word at all? You can say feminine, I guess. I have no idea. On the Dr. Phil show, which was really interesting, this professor said that that, uh, gender identity and biological sex are different, that just because someone is born a girl doesn't mean they'll want to vacuum. I'm not kidding. That's what was actually said. I don't think that uh, vacuuming is, has anything to do with being female. But you see the problem here with these activists. They associate behavior with biological sex. I don't think classical liberals do that. Like, the, the, like there's, there's jokes. Now, I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. We like to say that the woke are white supremacists with guilty consciences. And I think that's a fair point. They say horrible things about people based on race. They think white people are privileged and superior in some ways, at least politically, than other races. And they, get, they reject saying that. Oh, don't, don't, don't say that we're superior, that we think we're superior. Yo, if you're a white person and you think you are granted and afforded special rights and privileges, you are saying that in society, white people are superior. You just don't like that they are. That's a fair assessment. If, if you don't agree with that, well, that's your linguistic issue. So I, I wonder when it comes to gender, if there's a similar thing that these activists, these professors, for instance, are sexists with guilty consciences. What I mean by that is I think women can do anything a man can do. Maybe not to the same extent, right? Like, okay, round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On average, women are going to be shorter, have lower bone density, have wider hips, have harsher Q angles. That's the femur to the knee. And this will result in different things. Men can't have, have babies. Women can have, or I'm sorry, males, right? Men can't have babies. Women can. When a professor comes out and says vacuuming is inherently related to biological sex, and some people reject that, they are telling you outright they are sexists. Yo, vacuuming is new. It did not exist a long time ago. It is not like a thousand years ago, they were like, one day we will invent the vacuum and that will affirm that you're female. No, anybody can vacuum. 
So when they come out and they make these statements that behaviors determine whether or not someone feels comfortable with their genitals, is the, it, it's, it's just, just wrong. It's just wrong. I think it shows that they're sexist. There are many people who are biologically male who like makeup and they don't want to be females. They like dollhouses. It's fine. Play with the dollhouse. There are women who like playing sports. That's great. By, by all means. But adult human males will never have babies. They will never birth a child. Suppose there can be some point in human uh, scientific advancement where they can be transformed through genetic manipulation or something. I don't know. Perhaps there are surgeries. Perhaps there's implants. The point is, naturally, without medical intervention, adult human males will not be birthing children. And adult human females are the ones who will. When you take a look at the male pelvis, a lot of people have talked about plant implanting a uterus into a male so they can have a baby. It would still require a C-section because the male pelvis is not large enough to birth a child. It's just, just take a look at the, uh, the pelvis. So the differences exist. When it comes to these arguments, the left typically has a view that a woman's genitals directly correlate with the colors they wear, the clothing they wear, and if they vacuum or not. If someone has male parts and they want to wear a dress, it doesn't mean they want to have female parts. Those are not the same thing. It's all been conflated. It's all been mixed and mashed together. Let's read a little bit more about this story. No males are encouraged to join Giggle. Giggle is clearly stated as being for females. It would be lovely, however, if male people respected female spaces and left them alone. You see, this is where we can move on for the discussion about the woke left and talk about the classical liberals and those who believe in freedom of association and anti-segregation. Curious then, if courts in Connecticut and many courts have upheld that gender segregation violates uh, our Human Rights Civil Rights Act, the, the Civil Rights Act, then how do you how do you defend you know a CEO saying females only? In fact, women only gym areas by banning them would allow trans women to use these spaces too. And who draws the line on what qualifies as a woman's space? During Occupy Wall Street, there was a rift. They created caucuses, voting bodies based on identity and work. There was the women's caucus. And then there was also the women's caucus with trans women. Because the women's caucus was like, tr believed that trans women being male should, would not understand their experience and should not be in their voting space. So then a new group was formed of people who said, okay, well, we should allow trans women and women into this group because trans women are women. It shows you that early on, the left had radical feminists and trans inclusionary radical feminists, and they were at odds with each other. Now, TERF is used as a derogatory term, and these, these people are typically excised and associated with the right, which is why I find this story actually interesting. I'd assume that the CEO of this female-only app will get a lot of support from the right, saying there should be female-only spaces if they so choose. But many on the right are anti-segregation. Tell me what you think. I've talked about this quite a bit because I do find it fascinating. When it comes to racial segregation, clearly wrong, plainly wrong. Why? Well, a person from, uh, you know, Somalia has the same parts as a person from the United States, if they're male or female. Thus, they'll be using the same bathrooms or whatever. There's also the issue that no matter where someone comes from and no matter what their race is, there is a higher likelihood of violence against women from males, period. Now, certainly you can look in the United States and see some racial demographics are more likely to commit crime than others. We can associate that with historical racism, poverty, 
I think that's a, that's that's the generally more fair assessment. And we can talk about systemic racism and how it feeds into this. But to put it simply, it's hard to track perfectly because of the way race works. As I've mentioned in the previous video, someone from Somalia will be called black. Someone from Haiti will be called black. When both of those people are here in the U.S., they'll both be called African-American, even though Haiti isn't in Africa. They'll say both of these people are African-American and lump those stats in all with each other. And the same is true for, for white people. A Polish person and an Irish person are thousands of miles apart and very different, but because they look white, they'll be called Caucasian. And neither group is from the Caucasus region, which I find very, very hilarious that they do that. So the racial thing becomes way too complicated. You, you, you can't do that. If, 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 you know, they said Polish people are people of color, you know, that, that thing we talk about with Luke on the show. Believe, yes, they do. Woke people say that Slavic white people are actually people of color, whatever. Determining that is actually more difficult than gender. You can, you can, for the most part, in most circumstances, determine someone's gender just by looking at them. You take a child and you put them in front of a black person and you say, what country or region does this person hail from? They might just guess Africa and they could be very, very wrong because it could be, I don't know, Haiti. And what part of Africa? Africa is massive. But you put a male or female, a black male or female, a white male or female or whatever, and ask a child, is this a boy or a girl, male or a female? And they're likely going to get it right. So I think that's, that's you know, one argument as to why we have gender segregation. Because females have very different bodies 98% of the time than males. And so we separate these spaces. There was one story I covered years ago in the UK where they created unisex changing rooms Assaults against women skyrocketed. Why? The males who were committing these crimes against females now had greater opportunity, and greater opportunity resulted in a higher likelihood of crimes against females. So women were going into these these locker rooms. It was, I think, it was like a pool. I think it might have been a changing room, and males were attacking them. And that's another reality. Males are more likely to be the ones attacking females. So when you have a CEO of a company who says they want a female-only space. Perhaps that's it. Perhaps they don't want to be around a male of any sort. I find it interesting, you know, that during Occupy Wall Street, you had women's only therapy tents. Somebody had raped several uh, women in the camp, including a trans man. That's right. Someone who was female, but identified as male, was raped during Occupy Wall Street in the camp. So they created a female only tent. They created a woman's trauma tent. But here's where it gets interesting. They said trans women should be allowed in there because they're women. Several women got mad saying these are males and they were scared to be around males. They were traumatized. They said, no, it's not fair. A trans woman is a woman. But at the same time, the trans man who they say trans men are men was also allowed in that space. Why? Because she's female. Therein lies the conundrum here. There's a prominent pro skater who was born female, one of the best, competes against females, came out as trans was still competing against females, though. I mean, if you are born female but believe you're, you're a man or identify as a man, wouldn't you then enter the male division? The issue was that these biological females don't hold a candle to the biological males in terms of ability in the male's competition. I'm not saying it to be mean. It's just a reality you can see with your own eyes. It's like Serena and you know, Venus and Serena Williams, who are the best of the best, they, they challenged, uh, they said they could beat anybody, any male who was ranked 200 or below, and they lost some guy who, who shut up drunk smoking cigarettes, and he was ranked like 213 or something. 
So, look, there are harsh realities to everything. How we draw the line to protect people's rights and, and, and you know, give people the respect they deserve when they deserve it, those are the difficult questions. Comment below. Let me know what you think. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.